Hey everyone, welcome once again to Podcast in Death, the weekly podcast where we discuss the in-death series of books by J.D. Robb. I am AJ. I'm Jen. I'm Tara. And this is episode number 57 of Podcast in Death. And in this episode, usually we do a review of a book and then we we do a, an, another uh, podcast and then after that, a review the reviews, but because of Tara's schedule, we're moving we review the reviews to today. So that's what we're I gonna do. <laughs> what I ruin things, it's fine. No, you don't. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't know when I'll be back. We'll have to we'll look at my schedule and you'll hear me sometime in the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, well, I it, you know, moving things around isn't ruining them, it's just moving them around. And that's fine. That's right. I'll take it. You guys are the best. We all and need to move stuff around every once in a while, you know? And we do love a review the reviews. We do love a <laughs> review the reviews. Everyone loves review the reviews. And we have some really that's, good reviews. We got some doozies for you tonight. Some but. doozies. And I just love, like, you know, um, I think it was Hers Linus Books sent uh, posted on her instagram about like oh well i can't wait for it was a review of golden golden yeah like i I can't wait for the podcast and death ladies to get to this one (laughs) it's gonna be a while you know Uh, yeah exactly we've got a lot of books to cover before that but yeah isn't that like the last one in the series the, that we haven't already reviewed because everything else is I think new. so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we haven't reviewed Golden yet. So, yeah, once we yeah, get to Golden, was... that'll be the last one in the series that we haven't reviewed. You're right. Yeah. So, um, a really, really, uh, really long time. Yeah, that's not a thing like that. Yeah, that's going to be a while, but, you know, whatever. But, yeah, it's it was just I'm another gonna, one I'm that... She, I'm glad she's got faith that we're going to still be here by then. We but. are. We will. We are, Jen. Oh, I know. We will finish this thing out. Even if people aren't listening to us by Golden. Yeah, she will be listening. (laughs) Yeah, but it was one of those just dumbass reviews about like, well, I didn't like this one, so obviously she didn't write it. Obviously, she didn't Um, write it. Like to which I replied, I didn't like Anne Hathaway. And her performance in Les Miserables, so that must not be her. It must mean it's not her. <laughs> you're allowed well, to not like a thing. I feel like I say this every time. You're yeah. allowed to not like a thing. You're not allowed to be an asshole about it. <laughs> you're allowed to be yeah. an asshole, but then you get called out on. But you're going to get called out on a podcast. It's going to be rude about it. Yeah. Because, you know. That's you be I a pretentious mean. dick, and we're gonna be pretentious dicks right back. Mm-hmm. What we do best. Yeah, it really is. Call you out for your bullshit. So, and the other thing uh, Jen and I did discuss was that um, on Instagram, K A Gavio Gavio, uh, you're gonna have to send me a message and let me know how to correctly pronounce your name because I I hate to say it wrong, but um. When we talked about the um, the episode that we did with romancing the shelves, she said she had called Turn the Page Bookstore to order those books, and um, she told them why she was ordering them, and said, you know, she was ordering them because we talked about them, and apparently, 
whoever she talked to at Turn the Page Bookstore said that they listened to us too, <laughs> which is fantastic. It's awesome. <laughs> so I like to believe that they all get together after after they close on Saturday night and they put us on and Nora and Laura and Bruce and like the whole gang. They're all in there listening. As they're stocking the shelves or who knows. Yeah. I don't know. Just just hanging out and having a glass of wine. Totally. Yeah. So so we'll put it out there again, you know, you know, you guys could come on the show. We would love it. Yeah. We didn't come here to talk about that. Let's review some reviews. Yeah. Let's review some reviews. One star reviews to start. Ready? One star. I love the in-depth series, but not this one. I've been a fan of the in-depth series for some time. I love Roberts and her alter ego of Rob. I think Lieutenant Eve Dallas and crew are well-written dynamic characters and that the futuristic slant is innovative. The story is refreshing and inspired. I love how you get to know these characters throughout the series and the way Rob is able to weave the story of the crime Eve is working on through the story of her character's relationships. All that said, this was the worst book in the series thus far. The interpersonal relationships were off, the dialogue was off, and I find that I am forcing myself to keep reading it hoping against hope that it turns back to the writing style and characters I've come to know and love. All of the scenes and dialogues were so disjointed and there seemed to be a disconnect between this and the rest of the series, as well as an attachment of the, as well as a detachment as the book progressed. It felt superficial, whereas all the rest of the books thus far have seemed seamless in terms of characters development, continuous storylines, the mini slash side stories that result as part of the investigation. It felt like a completely different author was trying to take Eve Dallas out for a spin, trying to mimic Rob's style. This was only furthered by the trademark phrases such as Eve's pithy bite me. They felt phoned in gratuitously. Even the bickering that takes place between Eve and Rourke felt stilted and forced. I'm forced to wonder if Rob was allowing someone else to use her pen name because it really does not feel like a Roberts Rob book. If I had any reassurance that I could skip the rest of this book and move on to the next without missing a key point in the continuous series plot, I would do so. Because this wasn't Dallas Rourke, Peabody, McNabb, and Feeney. Hopefully the next book gets back on track and hopefully I can force myself to finish this one. Obviously, it wasn't McNabb with two Bs because that's not how McNabb is spelled. Yeah, well, that character doesn't exist, <laughs> first of all. Um, Just saying. Yeah, I mean, every single re-review the reviews is of oh, this wasn't Nora Roberts. Again, I mean, it goes back to what we said earlier. Like, you don't you don't have to like the book. I mean, I'm not really sure. I, I disagree with that assessment. You're, but you're allowed to just feel like, it felt off to me. You're allowed to feel that way. Yeah, but for like, sure. You don't have to go into it for 40 minutes of like never ending paragraphs about how it's not her. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Exactly. Right. I do not feel like it was, it feels phoned in or no. that it's disjointed from the other, detached from the other, the rest of the series. That doesn't. No, that does no. not make any sense at all. No. 
Every yeah. single time we get this stupid, like, well, this feels like it wasn't really, there was somebody else trying to be Nora Roberts. And it's like, you know I what? don't get it because how, yeah. like you, like we've said 4,000 times, give us examples. Well, right, she did like pithy. This was only furthered by the trademark phrases such as use pithy bite me. So it's like, okay. So but if, <laughs> if they're using the same phrases, then obviously it's not Nora Roberts, right? Right. Because I never used the same phrase twice in my life. So yeah. <laughs> if, if a character says something, a character says something. I just. I, I mean. Another, yeah. I don't know. Like this is not really what what happened in this book. Nothing. Like I got zero things from this review about what happened in this book that might yeah. make you go. I might read this book because I know the storyline. You know, because you've shared me, share with me something about it. Like, there's nothing right. here. Right. It's just, it's just her, kind of the same sentiment is repeated like five times over in these three paragraphs. Yeah. Also, three paragraphs of wasted internet space. I'm just putting that <laughs> out. There. I know how I'm feeling yeah. about that. I, yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I just don't know, man. All right. I got it. One star, not up to her usual standard. IMO, it was a dragging hot mess. She made social commentary throughout that was either annoying or incredibly bigoted. You will miss nothing by reading it. Um, okay. Oh, I, you know, I would actually, I would also miss nothing by reading this review, to be honest. <laughs> well, right. Exactly. <laughs> But um, I, annoying, okay. I could see bigoted. Uh, well, on, uh, yeah, I mean, the only thing I could think there was that this person was thinking like, you know, I mean, um, they were kind of, I guess, a little bit judgment, but not even judgmental about the 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 scene where we saw the mayor on video. Okay. I don't even think it was them making a judgment about that. I think it was just that it, it's, it's uncomfortable to watch. Uncomfortable that. to watch and surprising. It's like somebody oh, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like somebody you know showing up in a porn video, and you're like, yeah. "Holy shit! Uh, Where'd you come from?" Right. Yeah, that's not bigotry. Right. It Unless. Is- I don't know. It's it's a very blanketed statement too. She made social commentary throughout that was either annoying or incredibly bigoted. What are you trying to say there? Yeah. 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 I, that, I, like again, that could be a valid statement if you want to like, you know, give us a little more, but you're just going to put this blanket statement in here that makes you look like you don't know anything. Honestly, like this is the kind of review that anyone who doesn't want to actually do the work could do i could right. be like mm, here's right. this novel by an author i don't care about and i know a little bit about them i've read other things by them and i was just like eh. i can write this review about that and no one right. would know the difference no one would know if i actually wrote the book right yeah <laughs> yeah again like we said in the other review well then give us samples of these bigoted statements that she made yeah i'm i'm down i'm down for whatever examples you want to give me um and not even so i can argue with them because obviously i love the series i'm going to disagree with that statement anyway but just right. so i can see what it that you're you're seeing you know because right now i just right. see that you're an idiot 
basically yeah yeah okay so do you want me to take the next one sure because i got some things to say about this one (laughs) okay one star techno babble bore Rob Roberts may have romantic novel qualities, but lacks originality and persuasion in the crime sector. None of the past reviewers seem to have noticed that this book is based on the movie script for The Star Chamber with Michael Douglas. With a few added features, the story drags along, is predictable, and lacks suspense. So... What I have to say there is that, I mean, I clearly this guy feels like Star Chamber with Michael Douglas was the first like vengeance movie out there or book. Yeah, I'm so confused. Yeah. By that statement. Well, it's clearly based on that. that. Like, I mean, so I mean, because I'm me, I looked it up. I was going to say, I did you look the movie up? Because I don't think I've ever seen it. Um, I've not seen it. I I did um, look the movie. It, it's in the 80s. It happened. Now, of course, I. Yeah, I, 1983. Frustrated with a legal system gone haywire, a, social, a secret society of judges hires hitmen to sniff out criminals who escape courtroom justice. But one young judge questions the ethics of their vigilante system. Um. Yeah, so I mean, it very similar because there's a, a group of people that are deciding, you know, these people need to die because they did these bad things yeah. and right. and they they didn't get they right. got off they in a technicality. And what right. it was was in Star Chamber, apparently the the twist was that they killed a couple of people and then later on it came out that those people weren't actually responsible for the crime. Okay. Okay, so here's okay. Here's what I'm going to say about all of that. None of us have seen this movie, and I'm not saying that I see a lot of movies, so my opinion on this doesn't matter. This statement that like no one seems to have noticed that this book is based off this movie script, like this movie that no one's fucking this seen. Movie that nobody's right, exactly. seen. Exactly. Because here's the thing. I mean, I I will I will give it the credit of the yeah maybe it's a familiar sounding story. But that's fiction. It's literally just based on it. So I'll 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 give them that part of it. But I don't understand. I don't understand the, and like anything else they're trying to say. Like, what are you? What are you saying? The that she has she's good at writing romantic novels, but she can't write a crime novel. Yeah, that yeah. He's basically being a pretentious asshole. Yeah, it's very, like, <laughs> except for, like, and, and obviously, yeah, I knew that's what they were trying to say, but it literally just sounds like they're trying to sound super smart, like the yeah. pretentious asshole they are. Um, yeah, because like we said, who, I mean, and I was a, you know, like early Michael Douglas fan. I, I loved his work. Yeah. But I don't remember that movie at all. So um, when when I read that, I mean, the name of the movie, okay. I was like, oh, OK, that name sounds familiar. I remember the name of the movie. I never saw it. Yeah. But, no, um, I, I don't even remember the name. Uh-oh. But the, okay. the thing I wanted to say was because they were like, well, clearly this is based. He's like ba- clearly based on 
star chamber with Michael Douglas. There's literally, if you go to Wikipedia, there is a page on Wikipedia for vigilante films and there's, <laughs> and there's literally a hundred at least. Oh, at least I'm sure. Vigilante films. Yeah. You know, starting I mean, from 1938. I mean, and yeah. To, to now. Well, yeah. I mean, Vigilante Force 1976, you know, yeah. I mean, and I bet you if I looked at the plot, it would be, you know, somebody's been killed you know and so other people get together and decide to you know Mm -hmm. confront the killer or kill them and that's very typical among all of these films because i looked at the plot of a lot Mm -hmm. of these films i love i love some of the titles though syndicate sadists that's one of the films oh my god it's a it's an italian film okay um but this is about first of all this was an italian film in 1975 name of the main character rambo an ex-cop who seeks revenge against two powerful crime families who were responsible for the murder of his friend dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but you know vigilante force same thing Zebra Force, I bet, is exactly the same thing, you know. Uh, the mm-hmm. difference is in, you know, okay, we're going to form a group of people who decide together who who gets it. But hey. it's really not that different from any of these, no. you know. Um, no. somebody, is, somebody is hurt or killed, a friend or family member. And you're getting mm-hmm. together either by yourself because Dirty Harry's also on this list, or with a group of people, the the uh-huh. <laughs> vigilante force or whatever. Yeah. And going and killing that person because you know, right? They hurt that's your family what, member or your friend. Yeah, it's nothing. It's not. Yeah. It's not a new plot device that just came from that movie. I mean, right. Come on, dude. I'm glad you liked that movie and you wanted to stick up for it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not, we're not yucking your yum, but you know, I mean, on the other hand, (laughs) yucking your yum. (laughs) 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 I'm just saying. I'm with you. I'm with you. But again, I just, I freaking love the name of some of these vigilante movies that they have on here. Um, well, I I spit on your grave. Have you heard of that one? No. Yeah. That's a great uh, title, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was what, you know, I think a lot of these, I, I know the titles because I worked in the record store for a couple of years and oh, right. that yeah. many years of dealing with, you know, having to look at tons of movies and rent them out to people. Mm-hmm. I spit on your grave was one that people would rent out all of the time. Okay. Yeah. Um, all of these are pretty much follow the exact same line. Oh, I'm sure. what you would yeah. expect from a vigilante movie, but some of the <laughs> names Naked Vengeance. Whoa. Savage Streets. 
Oh, Naked Vengeance looks great. This has got Farrah Fawcett in it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, Farrah Fawcett. I love it. <laughs> the Toxic Avenger. I think I've seen that. I think I've seen that too. Oh, have you? Then see, that's see one that. I haven't seen. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've seen that. Oh, I love this one. Strange shadows in an empty room. <laughs> that sounds spooky. Yeah. The Cult 38 Special Squad. Oh my God. Of course, Black Belt Jones. I mean, who could forget about Black Belt Jones? Right? Yeah. Yes. Me. I don't know. <laughs> The execution. Be over here not knowing what that is. <laughs> I have no idea what it is either. I'm just, you know, okay. <laughs> I'm just playing along. Um, it's a very important uh, vigilante film. <laughs> chrome and hot leather. <laughs> That's a vigilante <laughs> film. <That's> or... a... <laughs> These all sound like porn titles. I know, right? That's why I love them. These are just some of the best titles. Like, I just actually really want to watch some of these. <laughs> movies but they're um, probably totally you know they're total 80s cheesy flicks like oh no a lot of those were 70s oh well 70s too they were just as cheesy back then right (laughs) but i was looking for ones that were prior to star chamber you know but yeah yeah, i mean i didn't even i didn't even mention a, a, a small portion of right films the vigilante films so you know i mean right. it's not she didn't rip off yeah. this one movie yeah. like it's not a it's not a new concept dude no Sorry the bride wore black Ooh. what have they done to your daughters what the hell what <laughs> Well, uh, oh yeah, a lot of these are foreign films, so you know. And this and this movie has to do with um, an underage prostitution ring. Oh, so, and it's a vigilante movie. So this, well, I guess it's good that, you know, she didn't rip that one off. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what the reviews would look like then. Oh my, yeah. <laughs> Three the hard way. That sounds like a. These are again. They're porn titles. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I, I just got. I just well, got. Now that I've made a new list of movies to see. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I just well, had. To... Um, speaking of pretentious apples. Oh, oh yes i have so much to say about this one so go for it all right okay. yeah one star too much sloppy writing in purity and death one he'd been smart enough cop enough she noted with some relief not to disturb the bodies unquote isn't that the first rule of crime crime investigation it wasn't very cop of him Ugh. Purity and Death has many laugh-out-loud moments, and not in their comic value, but because the writing is so ridiculous. Everyone seems to have motherly concern for True Heart. We get it, he's your bro kind of figure, Dallas, but stop with the blind love. 
There are so many unnecessary scenes and paragraphs showing Eve struggling with loss of his innocence and purity. He chose to be a police officer. It's his job to stop crime. You can't mourn the first 50 pages for loss of his youthful childlike innocence. I roll. It's mushy and irritating. Two, quote, straight as a soldier, pale as a ghost, Trueheart stood at the doorway. Unquote. What is this? Fifth grade? Using two similes in one sentence? <clears throat> Sorry. I had to gasp at that. Right? I had to gasp, too. <laughs> at this point, we are still in the first few pages, and the writing is already so weak. Trueheart's every interaction is cringy and very lame. The way his character is written, you'd think an infant has joined the police force, not an adult. Clap, clap for every pure interaction and boo-hoo for any drawback of normal routine police work. Number three. He wasn't just a cop who'd broken under pressure. He was one who'd puffed up on it and filled himself to bursting, like the thin skin of a balloon, bulging with arrogance and with righteousness, unquote. What is the sentence, and more importantly, what is this character? God, I have a feeling I have a lot to say about that. Number four. This is not a quote. This is just another thing they're bitching about. Rourke's appearances are very disjointed and unjustified. The writing is getting choppier. J.D. Robb's series has started to degenerate. Something with generating more complex storylines as the series progresses, question mark. But the purity seekers aren't lame. They make a good case for vigilantism is how it's I can't pronounce words today. That's it fine. could have been written so much better, though, right? Uh, there's so much potential to maximize when writing about a group seeking vigilante justice because all that the government cares about is incarceration and not reform. Similar plot to Batman's Ra, um, Ra Ghoul had a is that Batman character. I'm sorry. I never, Ra Ghoul. <laughs> Ra Ghoul. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm terrible. Uh, in a motto, we'll burn Gotham City to purify it. Similarly, the purity seekers are determined to purify the New York City. They should have streamlined the execution of this ambitious plan and should have made sure no casualties or collateral damages occur. Oh, well, they didn't, and eight guys died. One lady was assaulted, and our own McNabb was paralyzed. So Dallas is right on their case, rightly so, because she sums it up, quote, you can't put a damn halo on murder, but you can't ignore the excess of lameness in this book. Very poor plot line. The character growth or mystery. See, so Eve knows the killers, their locations, their goals, their killing and can't catch them. So much PR BS drama and everyone dressing Dallas down constantly was tiring. Many random characters took the liberty of reprimanding Dallas for weird things. Then she gave long, righteous, tedious replies. Rinse, repeat. It was all very tiring. It's only with relief I end this boring and tiring book. Couldn't agree more with the commander when he says, quote, you've done superior work on this despite a number of difficult obstacles, unquote. Yes, Eve, you have. And I, too, have done superior work by finishing this bore of a book. Very sloppy characters, poor dialogue, and flimsy scene transitions. Uh, I don't know anyone else, but I just read that review, and um, they have zero, zero weight on any of this 
complaining about mm, the writing. Um, yeah. Yeah. It could have been written so much better, though. Um, yeah, so could your review. Right? Yeah, yeah. Also, exactly. Like, you can't um, the author for using two similes in, like, the same time. Like, you... She used two similes together in the same sentence. Can you believe it? Literally every single conjunction that they use in this review does not have an apostrophe. Zero apostrophes. (laughs) Um, Like, can't. There's no apostrophe. of punctuation as no apostrophe. Um, like again, this is someone thinks that they are the brilliant review and instead they're like they're just talking this is something that i would have like written in my like freshman year uh writing class that i didn't actually read what i was supposed to do and i just fucking make it up except for my <laughs> punctuation would have been correct <laughs> right exactly <laughs> yeah and you know i don't know how many times they can say how tiring this book was well yeah your review is tiring this review is tiring. Like yeah. it's just it's not a review. Again, you're allowed to you're allowed to think something doesn't it doesn't jive with you. That's fine. If you think True Heart's like a whiny baby and you don't think he should be a cop, that's fine. Say that. Don't be like, oh boo hoo. Like, I well, don't know. I think his thing was Eve was treating him like a baby. Right. But you know. like that's part of his growth. But what do I what do I know? Yeah. I just, like I disagree with that completely. But right, okay. I mean, also, like, I'm sorry, I think it's a very human thing of Eve the way she, and I've, I've said this before a number of times the way Eve has grown based on how she's almost surprised by the way she interacts with other people, and right. her heart's just part of her growth, you know, right. the way she, she does feel like protectiveness over him, and that's a huge part of her, and yeah. that's what is consumer yeah you're you're annoyed because we spent 50 pages worrying about true heart well eve is spending like an entire fucking overnight worrying about true heart because she knows the kind of stresses he's going to be in and she appreciates him and his energy and his hard work and she's like this is a thing that could ruin a cop that's what she's worried about that's a very real and fair thing to worry about yeah right she's not bombing him get the fuck out yeah get the fuck out exactly And but you know, one sentence. How fucking dare you? <laughs> I know, I know. And you know, the thing is, I mean, uh-huh. it, it, you can be a cop, and you can even be a cop in in um, in homicide, but not have ever, you know, killed somebody. Right. And that, yeah, I, I I feel like that would really mess with you regardless of how young you are how inexperienced you are you know right um and it's yeah for sure yeah and it and yeah there's there is something to eve being extra concerned because he's a a very young cop Mm -hmm. and you know like she you know like like you said there are people who go through their whole career yeah, it never happens. And this is someone who's brand new, and like they are now working in this, you know, with this memory, with this horrible experience for the rest of their career. Right. Is that going to them? That's a that's such a fair statement. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. And I just. 
You wanted to say something about point three, Tara? Uh, What is this sentence? And more importantly, what is what was this character? Yeah. What is this review? And what the fuck are you trying to say? (laughs) Exactly. I read that sentence and I understand what she's trying to say perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, I mean, if you can't understand it, dude, I, I don't know what to tell you, but yeah. I understand it perfectly. I understand what she's trying to say here. Yeah. You know? um, what is also, this for you? Yeah. Jesus. Also, um, you know, not just they make it, you know, the purity seekers make a good case for vigilantism, which I mean, we, we talked about, I mean, not necessarily that they made a good case for it, but right. that as a reader, you're supposed to feel con- conflicted about, right. yeah. um, but this whole thing about, well, they should have streamlined the execution of this ambitious plan yeah. and they should yeah, have right? made sure that no casualties or collateral damages occur. Okay, dude, well, why don't you tell us what that plan would have been? Right, right. You and know, that's kind of the entire point of why vigilanteism is bad because right. collateral damage does happen. This and is the whole point of the book, dude. The whole point. Yeah. Wow. This it thing you're wild. complaining about was the moral of the story. <laughs> right. I, yeah, you know, you missed it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so. See, so Eve knows the killers, their locations, their goal, their method of killing and can't catch them. It had nothing to do with whether or not she could catch them. As anyone knows with a brain out there, it's not you can look, I can know. I mean, if we're going to go to recent headlines, I can be relatively sure or no, yeah. even have evidence that Bill Cosby raped a bunch of women. Mm-hmm. But unless I can prove that in court, yeah, he's yeah. not going to do any good for me to bring him into, into court yeah, right. and try to right. try it. So her right. knowing where these people are, what their plan it is, mean it means yeah. nothing unless she can get enough evidence so that they don't the same yeah. thing doesn't happen with these people as happened to the people that they killed but they got off on a technicality she has to do everything correctly right. so that they can be tried and not and not right. slip through the system exactly so you know i mean yeah. but we've seen people say this kind of thing all the time like well all she knows the where they are mm-hmm. she knows who it is she knows what they right. are and they say can't catch no she needs the evidence that's not what it's about <laughs> yeah I mean, and this happens in so many books that we we see that, like you know, it's it's a matter of proving what she needs right. to prove. And right. all of these times, we're like, anytime where she has like tried to take someone in, and she, you know, usually all of the times I think she was wrong, and it was like instinct weird stuff. Like I keep thinking of the guy from Ceremony, and that. Otherwise, oh. like. You know, and that that did not go well for her. Why would she do that ever again? <laughs> you know? Right. Right. Even when she's right, because she's usually right about these people be, you know, yeah. like she couldn't bring in uh what innocent with the little girl, like <laughs> she, right. she yeah. needed that evidence before she could ever do that. Exactly. Right. I can't wait for those ones. Oh god. <laughs> Can you imagine? 
Yeah. But even in this book, uh, I mean, she talks about, I mean, I think that at least for a hot second, she thought that the mayor was involved. Oh yeah, absolutely. You can't just yeah. go out there and catch the, you know, like, well, the yeah. mayor, we're going to get him and arrest him. And like, you know, because they yeah. found out pretty quickly that he was not involved, but right. it, you know, you can't yeah. just say, well, I know everyone's who is involved. So. Right. You know, yeah. I, you know, I just reviews yeah. like that. I mean, That's people annoying. That's such an annoying comment. I mean, yep. Pretentious asshole. Pretentious asshole. Yeah. Flat out. Who wants to take this one? I'll take it. Okay. Two stars. I felt like the author was trying to make a commentary on society, but she kept backing away from the line every time she came close. As a result, it's a fairly poor mystery story loaded with foul language and a graphic sex scene. Uh, oh my God, what a, well, a. three graphic sex scenes if you want to be there. <laughs> I mean, fuck off. Apparently, one of the only one of those sex scenes were graphic. The other yeah, ones the rest, were not. The like, other two were okay. <laughs> the other two a were graphic fine. sex scene. <laughs> Come on. Good God. So uh, fuck off. That's they, all you I know, I mean, here's the thing though. It's like, I mean, mm. sex is graphic. I, I yeah. yeah. And this is a mar- again, this is a married couple. They have to do the thing. They have to do the and thing. It's, and this it's graphic. I mean, yep. And I suppose you could say, you know, I'm they close the door every time they're going to have sex. Yeah. I mean, you could fade to black, I guess. Why? But why? What fun is that? What fun is that? <laughs> but also why? I mean, you know, you're seeing there. She's describing to you everything that's happening with the murders. Yeah. So what's the, what's the big deal? What's the problem? Stop yeah. with this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she, this person sucks. would rather see a graphic murder description than a yeah. graphic sex scene. I feel like a lot of people that read this book would. Yeah. All the people that complain like, oh, the sex scenes are graphic. And the language, you know, like. That kind of freaks me out. The fact that people are more offended by the language and the sex than they are by the murders. Yeah. Yeah. Concern for the society in general. (laughs) (laughs) Terrifying. (laughs) And it it is. It's totally a commentary (laughs) on society in general. You're right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. I felt like she made the commentary. I mean, it. Am I wrong? Like no, I read this and wrong. felt like she made a commentary. So no. I kind of want to know what what they're looking for if they didn't yeah. feel like the commentary. She backs yeah. off every time. Like what? What do you? I don't understand. Right. What? Yeah. No, no. Like what were you? What were you waiting for? Yeah. <laughs> commentary on the commentary like i don't commentary. know yeah i don't know <laughs> exactly commentary on the commentary yeah they they were waiting yeah. for her to specifically yeah. state yeah you know that's yeah. weird. uh it's, exactly. no that's not what happens in a book it's a so fiction book. i don't know so all right damn it graphic what? sex oh language <laughs> this series guys i don't know why we read it i don't know <laughs> right yeah who so knows? much fucking foul language. AJ, <laughs> <laughs> you want to do the next one? Sure, I'll do the next one. Uh, two stars. 
Despite a strong beginning, this is a weaker entry in the series. Eve repeatedly jumped to conclusions without any evidence. And because she's the most awesome detective ever, was always right. At least there wasn't too much about her childhood trauma. PTSD is real, but Eve's tragic backstory is leaned on gratuitously in this series. Also, there's this thing about a dog that's supposed to be funny, but is gross. If you've read this, you know what I mean. Despite those problems, the series is like comfort food for me. It's not nutritious, but it's cozily familiar. What? Well, I don't think that was supposed to be funny. I think it was supposed to be gross. Yeah, it was supposed to be gross. I, I don't think anybody read that and thought, oh, ha ha, that's funny. No, no. Well, we I mean, uh, you. even Rourke having to watch that was, I don't know. It, it I no, not funny. I don't but. know. Yeah. It, and it was very like, I don't know if they're trying to, if they're trying to say like Rourke trying to make light of it so that it wasn't so fucking difficult was trying to be funny and it wasn't funny, but really it was, it was actually very realistic because I feel like this is a thing that, that police officers probably find in evidence. Yeah. They find things like this and they do have to watch it. And so Rourke is trying to make light of it because what else the fuck is he supposed to do? Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because the best way to deal with something that is uncomfortable is to try to make a stupid joke. And it's not funny, but it's going to make you feel better. So clearly, I don't know. This is yeah. a, this is a very weird review because I'm not sure. It just, <laughs> I don't know. It's very weird. I'm like, what are you trying to say? And why are you saying any of this? Right. <laughs> And but, you know, when we were reading the story, I mean, when we were reviewing the story, we said, you know, we're going to talk about X, Y, Z, because we're going to have people saying like, well, she jumped to this conclusion without any evidence, because it seems like in all of these, there's at least one person that's like, well, she had she didn't have any evidence, but she jumped to this conclusion because she's such a great. Yeah. You know, (laughs) I mean, she laid it out, you know. I mean, Nora doesn't lay it out like so that a you know, five-year-old could follow it. But you know what I'm saying? It, it, both of these guys had a reputation for targeting minors. Mm-hmm. Right. right. I mean, it was said at the very beginning, both of these guys had a reputation for targeting minors. Okay. Right. So it would make sense as a police officer to go like, okay, let's look at the list of minors that they targeted that we know of mm-hmm. and see where they cross yeah. and see who else is involved with those kids. Right. Those same kids. Right. That makes sense to me. That's a sensible step in, in my yeah. opinion. Right. And right. see where the things cross, see where the things cross. You know, oh, just so happens that um, a lot of these kids had the same social worker. Okay, so. Yep. And then, oh, guess what? A lot of these kids, the same police officer was involved in, you know, arresting the guy involved, the guy that ended up dead. So, you know what I'm saying? All of these things like 
makes sense to me that these avenues that she goes down. So I don't right. know. I don't know. I, I never understand how people sit there and go like, well, she came to these conclusions without any evidence when you're like, then you didn't read the story because she lays it all out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, I just. Right. I read the story. <laughs> I got nothing. Or pay fucking attention. Yeah. Right. That's Especially if you're the... going to review it. Yes. You don't you don't have to review it. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't pay attention, so two stars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it makes no sense to me. No. Um, okay, the next one. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so ridiculous. Um two stars. This one was one of my least favorites. I found Rourke pushy and arrogant. Two specific cops getting hurt was overplayed. The political spin she always uses a bit tiring and self-righteousness on all sides annoying. Crazy that the previous book was one of my favorites and this one was not. We'll read next book, but clearly I need a break. LOL. Um, <laughs> lol clearly she needs a break well you know i agree you know the thing is she needed a break in the sentence that she wrote in the first <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, yeah i i feel like um for those of you who weren't members of indeath.net there were a few times that we said to people like look maybe you need a break from this series because everything pissed them off every book that came yeah. out there pissed off at something yeah. Well, you blah, blah, or rock, blah, blah. And, you know, you're like, at a certain point, we kind of were like, mm, maybe you should take a break. From yeah. the maybe. I mean, maybe. Yep. I, you know, I feel like that's a sensible step if you're this person who is like, you know, ah, rah, rah. and work is pushy and arrogant. You know, we had to have one of those in here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that it also, wouldn't be. Work is always arrogant. I'm not really yeah. sure what we want. <laughs> right. Like, right. Yeah, okay. and I feel like if you read that sentence to Rourke, Rourke is pushy and arrogant. Rourke would probably answer. Like, yeah. And your yeah. point is? Like, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Be, yeah. And guess what? Being pushy and arrogant made me my billions. So yeah. bye. <laughs> yeah, bye, Felicia. Yeah. It works for me. So, I, you know, sorry, you don't have the same kind of life. <laughs> The other things, the other things stated in this run-on sentence, because the run-on <laughs> sentence is actually the review and everything else is, this is one of my least favorites, and the previous book was one of my favorites. Yeah, um, what is that? So? Yeah, so the political spin she always uses a bit tiring. Do you guys feel like she uses a political spin all the time no i mean you can tell that where her political beliefs kind of lie i mean she she yeah, leans but not with every book. yeah but no but no but i'm just saying that it just you know you can tell that she leans a little bit left yeah and yeah. you know but i don't think there's a spin i don't think it depends on the book obviously but i don't think it's no it's certainly not every book it's just yeah, that's what I was like. Oh, she always uses that, really? Because okay, no. Um, and I don't. I think some people don't know how a lot of a lot of reviewers will throw in statements about how Eve or other characters are self righteous. 
And I don't actually think any of these people know what they're saying. No. Like, that word yeah. does not mean what you think it means. No. And I don't see, yeah, I don't see any of the characters as self-righteous. No. Honestly. No. I mean, arrogant, yes. Mm-hmm. Sure. Self-righteous, no. They're not the same. Yeah. And then, I literally, like, I'm picking this run on part because I'm so annoyed. And then the whole thing about the other, like, two cops getting hurt, that being overplayed, like, what do you think that in the real world, this stuff, like, balances itself out and no one gets, like, someone gets hurt and then no one else gets hurt for, like, six months and then we wait another six months before right. something bad yeah. That is right. not how life That's works. That's not how it works, no. And someone and in the real world, you know, when cops get hurt, you know, they just, next day they're fine and everybody just goes back to normal right yeah, there's absolutely. never a big drama about it no never I was like i was like okay well sorry you're like not really sure what you're what you're asking for here me yeah. either man ridiculous <laughs> don't worry they're gonna read the next book well good uh, but or yeah. maybe they need a break maybe take a break maybe take that break <laughs> that you clearly need Take that break. Have a Kit Kat bar. Have a Kit Kat, <laughs> Kit Kat bar. <laughs> Snickers. <laughs> Have a Snickers. Yeah. You'll feel better. All right. All right. Yeah. I love this one. Yeah. <laughs> Two stars. Didn't really like this. Eve just grumped and snarled her way through the book at everyone. Storyline ridiculous also. <laughs> That's it. That's a review. Well, he, he does just kind of grump and snarl. <laughs> I That's mean, why we love her. That's valid. She does in every book. I'm not sure. She does in every book. Exactly. Yeah. That's why we love her. If yeah. you can't understand that reader, I'm sorry for you. Sorry. Yeah. This, you should have stopped it. Didn't really like this. Then I would be applauding this review. I would be like, two star, didn't really like this. You are a great reviewer. Right. Thanks. But no, you kept going. Yeah. <laughs> kept going. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah. Storyline ridiculous also. I mean, there's a, you know, yeah. I mean, the whole thing with there's a computer virus that can, Right. Give a virus right. to people. That seems and fairly ridiculous. You're right. It but it's fiction. And I have like tried to wrap my brain around it medically. And even with the explanations <laughs> they give, I'm like, mm, probably not. But okay. Yeah. Not well, always. you know, I mean, I, I think we've already said that. I mean, I love the oh, ridiculous sure. plots. I just love them. Yeah. I, I, love, I mean, you, know. you just, I mean, yeah, you got to suspend belief or disbelief. Yeah. I mean, this is what fiction is all about. Yeah. Like, we'll get there in a few books, but like fantasy when with the hollow rooms and the like, you know, the holograms <laughs> killing people. And yeah, I'm Thanks. just like, mm, can that really happen? Okay. <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah, you know. you know what? Hey, it's fiction. We'll take it. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to suspend. I mean, you know, I think if they would have, you know, called it something other than a virus, maybe I could have gotten there a little bit easier. Well, 
I'm not sure what they, how they would have phrased it, but yeah, I was gonna say technically they don't really know what it is. It's something that they've never seen before. Right. So the easiest way for them to come up with a name, I guess, would be to call it a virus. Right. And like the way that your computer gets a virus that right. hurts your computer, yeah. and then thing that people are getting sick. So like the conclusion makes sense, but again. We just have to accept that it's fiction. Yeah. And so storyline ridiculous also is maybe not the best way to respond to that. <laughs> right. Also, it's not a complete sentence. So there's that. <laughs> you know, it's also ridiculous Frankenstein, but, it, you know, I mean. I mean, yeah. Right. Storyline there is ridiculous, but I mean, people read it. It's a great it. work of fiction. Let's go. It's a great work of fiction. So. <laughs> very true. Very true. <laughs> All right. All right. It's your turn. All right. This is a three-star review. Ooh. As some reviewers have mentioned, these are getting kind of repetitive, but I still like them. That said, it isn't really Eve solving a lot of cases. She's typically using her expert civilian consultant to get information she shouldn't she shouldn't have so she can solve it which is kind of a problem when she's that detective with strong convictions about right and wrong. I enjoyed Somerset's moment with Eve near the end of the book, even if she did ignore him. I just wish she'd get some kind of new shtick. Eve's never in her own office. Why, when she can work out of Roar's mansion? (laughs) Um, Rourke is always involved. Eve never gets in trouble for crossing the line. I'm didn't she get okay. Um, mm-hmm. Eve always gets the credit for solving the case. However, Eve's character is softening and starting to care more about the people around her. It's always cool to see some good character progression through a long-lasting series. And I love the side characters, even if every single one of them has a hero worship from Eve, for Eve that borders on crazy in some. But at the same time, Eve recognizes skill and talent in those around her and is trying to help others' careers. Cool, but also goes toward their hero worship of her. And it seems cops are either black or white, bad or good. If good, they'll get Eve's notice and move up in rank. If bad, they'll get what they deserve at Eve's hand. Well, Eve crosses the line in every book. That's a lot of shade thrown at Eve. I kind of feel like this person shouldn't be reading this series. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. know that they say they like them, but do they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's... Do you really like this series? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of shade thrown at the main character while also trying to not bro shade i guess yeah i don't know it's very weirdly worded it's all oh it's all cool but eve did this Mm -hmm. but that's okay because no but she still did this this whole thing about how like eve all of the side characters hero worship eve is a lot for me um yeah I don't think, I mean, I don't think anyone here worships Eve. Even the people no. who we know admire Eve a lot and are basing parts of their career off of her. Like, there's a yeah. lot of merit in 
in modeling yourself after someone else who has right. been successful in the area in which you want to be successful. Right. I, that's, that's not like an unhealthy hero worship scenario. That's a literal how you get through this. And they even point out it's great because Eve also recognizes the potential of these people who wants to help them out. That does make you admire them more and appreciate them more. And that is not, I don't know, like it just, it feels like shade on the idea of looking up to someone, honestly. Mm -hmm. And you see Eve is a very successful cop. So why wouldn't these other cops look up to her? Right. Yeah. Even even Holloway, who we don't ever really get to know, learning that he found, you know, that he admired Eve is actually just goes to support the fact that Eve is a good cop that other people want to base their career off of, or not necessarily base their career off of, but want to use her career as a inspiration to give them the motivation and the and the experience that they need. Right. Uh, calm down people yeah and that you know i mean calm we've down, seen people. we've seen plenty of people that do not do not first of all hero worship eve but even more than that don't even like her right right we've seen several of those characters mm-hmm. now i yeah. mean uh, i guess if you wanted to you could throw in a character that is the main character that doesn't like Eve. but why why yeah, why would you even do that yeah i mean yeah. Uh, and obviously Whitney or Tibble don't have hero worship toward Eve. No. I don't think Somerset has hero worship toward Eve. Feeny? Oh, Feeny doesn't no. have hero worship toward Eve. No. Right? And there are a lot of, yeah. Um, well, not even like Mavis is her best friend. She doesn't, no. you know. No. Yeah. I mean, just... they all see Eve as a good person, which she is, you know. Yeah. But hero worship, yeah, that's just too much. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it, it is ridiculous. The, the, it's just a weird review. I don't know. Yep. And, you know, we've said it so many, uh, you know, so many times, like these people sitting there saying like, well, it's really funny that Eve can do um, all of this stuff that crosses the line when she's so black and white as far as, you know, her convictions okay. on right and wrong. And, you know, I mean, it's yeah what's right for eve is to bring people to justice mm-hmm. right she's gonna she's gonna do whatever she has to do to mm-hmm. do that yep. within, I mean, if- within the law because obviously as we said earlier you can't do that break the law where you're doing it because that means those people might get away on a te- technicality yep well i'm sorry but if you if if you want a you know someone to investigate the murder of someone you care about don't you want someone like eve you know and like i know that i'm not going to be concerned on whether or not this police officer who's helping to bring the killer of this important person in my life you know to justice like um i'm not going to care where they got their info if they got it and it's real and they can figure out how to do it and get them convicted like that's what i care about and i feel like that's generally how most people would be, you know? Yeah. I don't think if I was Kevin Holloway's mom that I would go yeah. like, Oh, they, she found the people that, that were responsible for my son's death. That's Oh, wait a minute. She had her husband look into sealed records. That's not okay. 
those right. people need to go yeah. get off on a, on that technicality because that's well, not okay. Like, and, no, and I would never like do that. Was Eve did not exploit that family. Eve worked very hard to avoid bringing, you know, bringing um, Sylvia Dukes into yeah. it and yep. really, really taking care to, to keep her and the, you know, the other child safe. Right. In this situation yeah. where, I mean, the fact that that family was brought in at all is on them, not on Eve. Right. Yeah. So, I, again, these and that's this is common sense, guys. Like, are you not paying attention to this story? <laughs> no, no, they they are not. Yeah, no, they yeah, are not. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know what this review was because it was like, so I don't know if you actually like the series or not. Also, um, Eve's never in her own office. I. She's in her own office just about every single book. I mean, every single, the only time she wasn't really in her office for the majority of the book was during uh, conspiracy when she couldn't because she right. didn't get stuck. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, but most of the other times she's the majority of the time in her office at Cop Central. Yeah. yeah. So where is that room there or something like that? Yeah. She's not. Yeah. She doesn't work from home that much. No. Unless she's, you know, working after hours or something. Right. Yeah. So I don't even know where that comes from. Yeah. I don't know. know what the statement about Shinsugunu shtick means. What? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Bye. No idea. Whatever. Whatever. Anywho. Anyway, next one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the next one. Three stars. Three stars. About 40 years into the future, all the cops use stun guns. This tells me that the right to bear arms has been taken away from lawful Americans. With that logic, the right to own computers should be taken away as well, since in this story, computers were used to kill people. On the plus side, lots of sex between the top cop and her billionaire husband. Well. Okay. Well, first of all, have they read like the rest of the series? Like the first fucking book where this is discussed? Probably not. Quite a bit. But, um, I'm sorry, is a stun gun not an arm? Isn't, isn't a stun gun an... I mean, yeah. Dart killed somebody using one. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> it is a weapon. I mean, yeah. so you're saying, sir or madam, that right to bear arms only applies if it's a gun with gun. bullets. Yeah, that's exactly what they're saying. Don't take my gun well, gun with bullets away. Yeah. And give me this other gun that still could kill somebody but doesn't have bullets. Then you're right. taking away my right to bear arm. And you're like, uh, not really, because I'm still giving. You know what? The logic of people who are so rabid about gun rights is just mind-boggling it's still a Honestly. gun it's a stun gun, <laughs> oh, I, know. A gun. I know it is yeah this is like also so also the the like the trajectory of this this line of logic here um with that logic the right to own computers should also be taken away since in this story computers were used to kill people um hold on that that's like the shit that people are saying you know we're saying now when they when they fight against reformed gun laws like 
oh, well, are we just going to take away everything that could possibly kill a person? We shouldn't have cars. <laughs> we shouldn't have that. That's not, yeah. I know. Yeah. Like, you, you don't understand that. I, I don't care whether or not you own a gun. I care that it's easy for someone else to get a gun that shouldn't have one. Right. But, and, and you know what? I mean, I look, I'm not against gun owners, but for the last 15 years, I worked with a, a, every single person I worked with practically was a gun owner. Yeah. I understand that. And I respect people that want to own guns and I, mm-hmm. I don't personally choose to own a gun, but I fine. Okay. <laughs> but some of these guys who come in and they've got like 15, 20, automatic yeah. rifles where you're like oh, do you need that though yeah, well, yeah. you need do that you need in your home though i yeah. don't know i mean you know yeah now we're getting all political like like eve does in every single right. book like eve does in every book yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so yeah that's my only commentary on that like look you know i mean yeah a, a stun gun in this world is is qualifies as somebody bearing an arm right absolutely so to complain about like well clearly the right to bear arms is you know no we're just saying like do it with this thing that's a little bit more humane you know so yeah but you know what i'm very happy that this reader appreciated all the sex scenes yeah i mean that was a a, that was refreshing wasn't it yeah (laughs) on the plus side there were sex scenes like Lots I agree with them. you there. That's one thing we agree on, sir or madam. On the plus side, there are sex scenes. There are sex scenes. So they do graphic the thing. ones. Graphic ones where they do the thing. Graphic ones. Who's up next? Is this one yours, Jen? Yes. All right. Three stars. Purity and death is a disappointment. I have been a fan of Robert's in death series for years. What I have really love about this series is that it's rich cast of supporting characters and how the heroine Lieutenant Eve Dallas seems to emotionally grow in each book. There was no growth this time, just a lot of recycling of catch Dallas phrases. Actually, I felt as if she wrote it on a template. There were the usual Dallas dot, dot, dot moments. Dallas can't accept softer feelings. Dallas flies off the handle when confronted by conflict, etc. But very little real interaction between her and her friends slash colleagues. We are told and not shown so often that Eve Dallas feels certain these ways with the same stock expressions that the book, that the book, it reads more like a write by the numbers than a book put out by the ever prolific, but usually engaging Nora Roberts. Also, since this case was so focused on people who prey on children, I would have expected a bit more actualization in regards to her scarred childhood. I gave it three stars because the plot is engaging. And if anyone else but Nora Roberts had written it, I would have given it four. But this feels phoned in. The plot is interesting as usual, but she fails to create a connection with between reader and character. Uh, okay. Um, okay. So this book reads more okay. like a write by the numbers. I really wish they had a, you know, write a review by yeah. the numbers because Me too. <laughs> this review was awful. Very little real interaction between her and her friends and colleagues. What? I mean, we spent, what? We spent, I don't know how much time 
when we reviewed it, talking about all those little moments she had with Feeney. With Feeney. All those touchy-feely moments. Yes. And Mavis. And, you know. She had extra moments with, I mean, with Ebody McNabb. There's that lovely moment with McNabb, even. Like, what the hell? What what were you looking for? (laughs) If not that, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that was. Oh, kind I mean, of. I would say that that's like slightly more than average from a book, you know. Especially mm-hmm. like the number of people she spends right. Those little, you and know, no character like growth. No, no yeah. character growth when. Yeah. I mean, Zero. she literally stops and thinks, <laughs> like, "Oh, wait a minute, these people are my family." Yeah. That that one yeah. scene, that one thing, huge. is a huge growth huge. point. No character growth, guys. Didn't you read this review? Oh, my God. I did read this review, unfortunately. And it's wrong. And it's wrong. Yeah. I mean, and I love this, like, um, I would have, if it had been anyone else but Nora Roberts had written it, I would have given it four start. Like, (gasps) what the hell? What What does that mean, right? (laughs) What? What? Either a four star, if either a book is four stars or it's not. It doesn't yeah. depend on who writes it. Yeah. That would be like saying like Simone Biles doesn't like she can't. Yes. She can't get a, as good of a rating as someone else if she makes the same level mistake as someone in a yeah. ra- like, you know, she's the goat. So impossible to beat her. Um, right. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. Well, um, you uh you're supposed to be perfect so i'm gonna give you a lower score right what you did was tremendous right and if someone else had done that they they would get an even higher score yeah yeah if another person on that uh gymnastics team had done that same routine i'd have given a 10 but for simone i expect Mm. more from her so six yeah and you're like what (laughs) no that's not how it works it's a it's a 10 performance period (sighs) yeah people are just dumb (laughs) dumb. let's see that girl's superhuman so like literally superhuman i'm not even joking it's ridiculous she's as a former gymnast watching her is insane like i've watched gymnastics my entire life and I've never seen anything like her. It's nuts. She's amazing. She's incredible. It's nuts. Yeah. So, sorry. Sidebar there. No, that's fine. Get it. Three stars. I listened to this on CD and liked the story. I could have done without the few romantic parts. And I think every time one of my kids walked in the room, somebody swore. <laughs> this was like book 15 in a series. And I haven't read any of the others. I now understand why I felt like I was missing some of the backstory on the characters. Gee, I wonder. I might go back and listen to them in order, but only if I'm home alone. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I felt like I was missing some backstory, probably because you haven't read any of the other. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Oh, you need, yeah. You, now I realize why I was missing backstory. Oh There's my gosh, I couldn't figure it out. Them. Fourteen before this one. I, I, you know. Oh and seriously, God. I mean, anybody that picks up that with kids in the house and, and plays it with like, yeah, without even I don't 
Who does that? Yeah. You just like, well, I'll just put on this audio book with kids in the house because I'm sure it's fine, right? Sure, They're it's fine. fine. I mean, they're staring <laughs> in like the first few sentences of the fucking book, right? Like, you, and you, yeah. you didn't get it from that, <laughs> right? Yeah. So maybe I should stop that one. listening to this on speaker. Put in yeah. some headphones. Yeah, put some headphones on. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Next. Three stars. Things are starting to get a little repetitive with this series, but it's still good enough that I'm going to continue. My only big worry is that Eve is starting to resemble Anita from LKH's series. No. <laughs> and that everyone either loves or hates her. She can do no wrong. All men are attracted to her. She gets away with insubordination because she's so awesome. I'm impressed with Rob's ability to come up with new mysteries and storylines, but I fear for Eve's future as a likable character. Yeah. No. We don't we don't need you worrying about that, first of all. Yeah. No. I don't really need you She's worrying about that. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Well, I didn't read those, so you can you're the expert on that nothing is she uh no, anita, anita blake, blake is completely unlikable as a character completely i mean okay. yeah i you know i liked her at first but no she's once she gets about 10 books in it's just it's over it's she's so bad but well yeah who who uh, how are all men attracted to eve like really that's yeah, kind of one of the big points in the books is that I mean, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure Feeney's not attracted to her. Right. Right. So you know. I don't get it. And yeah. Also, also, I feel like there's quite a few of these male characters that. It's not that they're not attracted to Eve, but they're not seriously attracted to Eve. Right. And, yeah. And like, like Baxter and McNabb. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, I feel like that. Back, yeah. Baxter and McNabb in particular, like they know they can get away with that kind of ribbing because that's the kind of relationship they have with Eve. Right. And that's clearly something that works for them. Like all of those interactions are, they seem very natural and they seem very like consensual as far as Eve doesn't stop fucking pretending to flirt with me or I will murder you. She just lets it happen. You know, like that doesn't mean that, that they like, I don't know. Their tongues are hanging out when she walks in a room. But here's the thing. I mean, yeah. let's just pretend for a moment that Eve does in fact look like one of the actresses that's always being brought up as Eve, um, Angelina Jolie. Okay? No, I, I... Okay, but we're just saying. For, no, I know. Okay. So let's say Eve looks like Angelina Jolie. Um, I I do not have a hard time believing that in that situation, most guys around are probably attracted to her. Right. Yes. I mean, it, it just it's yeah. biological. Yeah. I mean, it. I feel Uh-oh. like. I, no, I don't have like, a hard time believing it either. I just I that, I don't know the way this is this review is written. It's just weird. Here's the thing that I that I find interesting. Um. Because we get this a lot, like what all guys are attracted to, or all you know, blah blah. blah, blah. But how often do say do people say that about Rourke? True, yeah. But 
I mean, it's very clear that most women in this series are attracted to Rourke. But that uh, didn't bother this reviewer. She didn't say that here. She only complained about Eve. Only complained about Eve, yeah. Hmm. So, a sexist much? Yeah. (laughs) God. I mean. I mean, true. Yeah. Yeah. When you're attractive, you're attractive. And there's not a whole lot you can do about that. And, you know, I mean. Yeah. Like, why should she be disliked because she's attractive? Right. I mean, that's, Wait, that's why does that bother you? That, right. Yeah. Exactly. Why does it bother you exactly. that this is an exactly. attractive person that most people are attracted to? Like, okay, those people are, are around. They're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I think she was trying to apply that more as that's how Eve is similar to Anita, but what, not yeah. in the same way. Hmm. You don't want to know. <laughs> we're all like we haven't read that series so we don't know but yeah. we're just gonna take your word for yeah, it don't don't <laughs> three stars i like the in-death series usually because of the storyline and i like all characters except for eve i find eve overly arrogant abrasive a bully and uncouth no amount of bad experiences in life or dedication to a job requires or should cause someone to behave as badly and often as stupidly as she does. I was happy when her boss took her down a peg when he told her that she will not tell him what she will or won't do. Her saving grace is that she does care about her people. Well, I mean, uh, here, but if I remember that situation correctly, she said he said to her, like, you won't tell me what you will and won't do. Right. But then she said, well, look at this ridiculous schedule that they have me on. He's right. like, oh, you're right. Yeah. OK, yeah. no, you're not doing that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So she wasn't really taken down a pick. <laughs> you know. Yeah. He was correct. <laughs> yeah. This person's just. Yeah. That person, you know. <laughs> I don't like Eve. Wah, wah, wah. Well, stop reading the fucking books. I mean, honestly. If you don't like the main character, why are you reading these books? Yeah, that's what I never understood. Yeah, I don't get it. Overly arrogant, abrasive, a bully, and uncouth. Well, well yeah, that's why we love her. Yeah. But also, like, those are things that she is not constantly. She can be abrasive, and it is part of her, but she is not always abrasive. Right. Right. And it's part of what makes her a well-rounded character, right? I mean, because on one hand, she's gorgeous and all men are attracted to her, so we hate her. (laughs) But on the other hand, she's, you know, abrasive and uncouth. Uncouth fully. You know, those two things together make a well-rounded character. Exactly. You know, and all the other things, her caring about her people and her, you know, that's that makes her a well-rounded character right she's got good points and bad points which is like normal people yeah so. exactly so you know that's why yeah. we read these books about her because she's yeah like a normal person <laughs> yeah good and bad things right you want me to read the next one yep. yeah uh, now we've got a four-star review yay i simply adore eve dallas such a great book and my final read of this entirely dreadful 2020 year i feel you i feel you Mm revere 
Um, it had a wonderful storyline and was much less of a cat and mouse tale than I usually expect from the series. I also really enjoyed the more law and order vibe I got from this story about vigilante justice seekers. Even Rourke were fabulous together. Spoon. I don't even see them getting knocked off their pedestal anytime soon as my favorite book couple. But the sweetest moments to be had here were between Peabody and Ian. 15 books in and this series is still killing it for me. Yay. Yay. That's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I agree. I Even agree. work are fabulous together. Yeah. And I do agree that the sweetest moments in the book were Peabody and McNabb. Oh, I yeah. mean, those yeah. were great moments. Or Definitely. like we said, the even Feeny moments were very sweet. Yeah, too. I find those to be incredibly sweet too. Even yeah. Yes. Yeah. Aww. Okay. No, that was yay. All good right. yay. yay. We're into the four stars now. <laughs> yay. It's all downhill from uh, here. Four stars. While purity is not one of my favorites, it is an important read. With this book, I think we established the core group of the rest of the series. Now poor Trueheart has his time on stage in the beginning, and it's unpleasant, but he soon will be working with Baxter. McNabb gets hurt badly but survives, and Peabody gets hurt a little too, but in the end, they declare their love. Mavis announces she's pregnant. Jamie Lingstrong gets his foot in the door. Uh, You've got to let Peabody's little speech in the beginning to Eve about what a hardship it is for her to get all dressed up and go to these functions with Rourke. It, it is funny. It is the, it's the one light moment before a very serious book. Dean. Oh, and Eve suggests Peabody for promotion. <clears throat> so. Yeah. <that's laughs> yeah. Well, I, I put this one in because I liked how they said, and it's true, you know, <clears throat> it, it may not be a favorite, and you know, I mean, totally in the fandom. I mean, there's, I'm sure it's somebody's a bunch of people out there. It's probably their favorite, but within the fandom, it's because Jen and I were talking about this earlier on the um, on the briefing room. Um, Purity is not one of those books that's talked about a lot within the fandom. Like we don't, we talk a lot about um, portrait. We talk a lot about um, New York to Dallas. Divided. Vengeance. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of books that we talk a lot about because they they really do a lot of character work in the series. Purity's not one of those, but it's still an important book. That's why I wanted to put this review in because this reviewer is corrected. It's an important read because they're right. It does establish the core group for the rest of the series. It does, yeah. I agree. Um, and... I what I, another thing I really like about this review is, so it's not an easy review to read out loud. Obviously, um, right? But, you know, it's it's just like a a stream of consciousness almost. Like these are the things yeah. that I remember from reading the book and that happen, and it's important. These are the important things to me, and that's honestly the basis of how to to write a review. So right. yeah, it was not anything to read out loud, and it was out of 
out of order and disjointed and and whatever but i'm like but i'll take that any day over someone who was like this is fake because i didn't like it you know yeah someone else must have written it yeah all right this is the one that i said that That, i that's all yours it's all mine (laughs) uh i'm such a susan erickson stan it's really very it's really really are it's really very embarrassing and probably this is actually just about susan erickson (laughs) yeah it's really very embarrassing and probably a little bit uncomfortable for susan erickson and i apologize for that (laughs) (laughs) all right four stars the narrator speaks the writer's words with total conviction the delivery is genuine and she emotionally connects to the author's intent the pace tempo is spot on the various characters voices are perfectly matched each one with their own unique sound her accents perfectly define the characters very well done Miss Erickson has spoiled me for other narrators. There, there you go. go. And I agree with every single word of this. Of this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Uh, All right. Yeah. Where Susan Erickson so, stands here. Absolutely. Um, all right. This one, I feel like, I wonder if this is like an English as a second language person. Just yeah, way possible. Yeah. I'm because ha- the way it's worded is kind of odd. So, all right. Five stars. It was one hell of a ride. Extremely interesting and wicked suspense. A computer virus, which, which affected human brain and killed a person in a very cruel and painful way. Justice, justice sidesteps the law. I was conflicted. They killed pedophile and other scam. I think that's supposed to be scum. Scum, yeah. Who yeah. raped kids and sold drugs to kids who sold kids. All these inhumans deserve to be killed. The only and fatal mistake of the jury was not to disable those who was voted to be killed. If the virus made them incapable of physical harm, the justice would have been perfect. One good policeman died and a young girl was killed. This was unacceptable. But as to the four quote unquote victims, they should rot in hell. I understood why Eve wanted to take the secret organization down and she did it brilliantly, but I wasn't opposite to their justice. When they destroy pedophile, even avoiding the law, I'm not one to judge them. Romance. Work became a permanent part of Eve's team. Their love is beautiful. I still have some issues with him, but overall, he wins me slowly. (laughs) McNabb was hurt. I pitied him, but I still hold a grudge how he treated Peabody, so I didn't cry for him. (laughs) (laughs) Mavis is pregnant. Sweet. I pitied him, but I did not cry for him. <laughs> Have a grudge. Oh, he treated Peabody well, you know. Yeah. Peabody treated him bad too. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. Don't make me get into this again, okay? I think I mean I I, I think that there there's definitely a language barrier that's probably hurting the way that this is being stated yeah oh yes that being said 
I'm really fascinated at their review of basically agreeing with the purity seekers. Yeah. And I'm not like, oh my God, you're a horrible human because you agree with them. Like, that's the whole point of this book. Right. Yeah. That's, what, yeah. that's what we're going for is like, yeah. Yeah. The law can't always do what it, what it should be able to do. Or you know what I'm saying? Like, that mm-hmm. is the whole point of the book. Yeah. And so I, I found that part of the review very fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a great review, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah, and I, I really, I think what I like most about it is that I don't agree with it, but I, I, <laughs> you know, like yeah, I mean, I, I, I yeah, I mean, I agree with I agree with it in that they're right. I mean, the whole point of the book, as we said when we reviewed it, is that the reader is supposed to feel conflicted. Yeah, like you know, yeah. I mean, we these these are horrible people, and they should have been punished. And they they weren't punished because of, you know, um, but if they die, like, uh, you know, I don't feel bad for them either. But that other people died along with them. Well, you know, that's unfortunate. And that's that's the problem. problem. There is no perfect murder, you know. Right. And unfortunately, no. Even if you know where to hide the bodies. Yeah. So, so that's, that wouldn't be a perfect murder for you anymore because, you know. No, because everybody knows. Everybody knows. I swear, yeah. they're, I mean, they're going to, they're honestly going to find a body in like one of those midsections on 131 yeah. someday. And I'm going to have, I'm going to have cops at my door. Yep. Seriously. <laughs> like literally everything. Everything I said was a joke. I'm actually too lazy to hurt someone. I'm too lazy to hurt people. (laughs) Don't you guys understand? Too lazy to murder anyone? You kidding me? Me too. Yeah. Trust me. If it hasn't happened by now, it's never going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, it's true. All right. Ready to come to the last one? Last one? I think this is the last one. Yep, this is the last one. Yep, it is. You want to do this one, Tara? Yeah, I'll do it. Go Um, for it. Do you want me to try some kind of... Let's do a voice. Yes, bring it on. You have a request that I will promptly not want to do. (laughs) Nope. You you pick. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, Yeah. I'm, I always just like default to like a British accent or something. There you go. So, well, that's fine. Here we go. Ah, uh, uh, Eve Dallas, never change. I love Eve and I love how much her viewpoint changes as she finds her family ever expanding and the bonds with them deepening despite herself. And always such a damn badass. It only makes my girl crush bigger. Then there's Rourke. He's a badass all on his own, of course, but it's the tender devotion, the way he loves and cares for Eve when she won't care for herself that truly melts me. Aww. I sincerely enjoy Eve's investigations, watching her tighten the noose around the bad guy, usually while telling him or her, promising him or her, that she's going to catch them. Secondary characters is truly a misnomer for this series because there isn't a single character that I don't cherish, from Peabody and Feeney to Jamie and Somerset. 
I get just as much enjoyment from their evolving relationships with Eve as I do their personal relationships with each other. They're each important to the story and to me as well. And Mavis as a mommy, <laughs> I'm already looking forward to Auntie Eve. I bet she makes this kid call her Dallas or Lieutenant Grins. That's going to be so much fun. Whenever I read and dive back into this world, one book isn't enough with all of these awesome book people. So I think I'm going to go right into Portrait in Death. Which is what we are going to do as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. after uh, after a few weeks. Yeah. yeah. That's just a great review. It, it, it really is. is. I mean, honestly. And, you know, she's so right about the secondary characters. Yes. Because yeah. I have a hard time calling anybody secondary characters in this series, too. Because no. I'm just kind of like, they're not. They're, I mean, they technically are, but... They're yeah. very important to the series. Yeah. You know, so. I just love the joy that is clearly like rating out yes. this person as they're sharing their feelings about this book. Right. Yes. And that's yeah. that's what I want in a good review. Yep. Um, especially, especially because there's I feel like there's an art to it mm-hmm. to to sharing this kind of information without over spoiling. And this is a mm-hmm. lovely review for that. Yeah. And it always is balanced out by all these other reviews that are not really reviews. They're just a list of things that we're going to complain about in the series or trying to be like this writer didn't do something I think they should do. And I'm clearly an expert, you know, <laughs> like yeah. just, this, yeah. this is just such a nice. Yeah. These are nice. And these are kind of rare. So I don't know. Yep. Nope. It's great. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, just it's like Jen said, it, it's it's so great to hear somebody's just absolute joy, yeah, yeah over this series. I mean, it's just it, it's yeah. it's always just fantastic to hear that. Yeah, yep, we love it. Yeah, so beautiful. Good on you, yeah, five star <laughs> reviewer. <laughs> yes, thank you. And yes, I agree with you. Eve Dallas never change. That's right. Never change, <laughs> Eve Dallas or Rourke. No, you don't change either. Yeah, right. no. Fine. Rourke doesn't change. Eve Dallas doesn't change. But again, I mean, as somebody uh, complained about earlier, everybody's got a crush on Eve, including this reviewer. So. Well, I kind of do too. So, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you know. I sure do. Of course, yeah. So, yeah, that's the end of our reviews. Yay. Yay. Good one. We made them through. Yeah. So, podcast business. Um, we got an email, I think it was yesterday, from Jennifer, Jennifer. our friend Jennifer, who called the number. <laughs> I love how you've got it in the notes here. Email from Jennifer who called the number. <laughs> uh, yeah. Even though like several people have called the number at this point, but she's still Jennifer. Who called the she number. is still the first one. <laughs> yeah, um, we got to celebrate that. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Jennifer who called the number. Um, she says, Hey ladies, just finished the latest podcast. Loved it. Always enjoy listening to you all, especially on the book breakdowns. Anyways, I heard you say 
to send in contact info for having called the number to receive a special prize. That's unexpected, but very awesome. And um, Jennifer, yours is in the mail. Um, Also wanted to let AJ know that I loved her Suzanne Enoch wreck. Checked it out and loving it. Always fun to find new books, authors to read. P.S. Extremely excited that the merch store has launched. Can't wait to check it out. Yay. Yay. So first of all, um, yeah, her prize is coming for having called the number. And if you were somebody that called the number and you haven't sent me your, uh, your contact information um if you could please do that because yeah i'd like to give a prize to everyone who's called the number so um you get a prize for calling the number guys so Um, why wouldn't you call the number seriously yeah yeah you just really need to call that number um the prize is pretty cool i gotta say yeah it it is it's a cool prize um and just so you know that number is 205-476-2753 and that spells 2054 Rourke. Um, also, I love that she loved my Suzanne Enoch Rick. I don't know. If, have you read that great. series? Hmm. No. no so you're going to check that out, too. Yeah. So it starts Suzanne <laughs> Enoch's um, uh, Samantha Jellico series. So it starts yeah, with. Put, yeah, you've talked about that before. I need yeah. to read that. Yeah, have, I actually, when I listened to this episode, um, I like noted down everything that you guys were recommending and i was like i will listen to at least listen to one of these so i can be cool like you (laughs) i don't know what i have to survive july first guys yeah do live beyond that yeah (laughs) the susan enoch the samantha jellico series is really cool because yeah female thief so she is like the female version of rourke just trying to like rourke is change her ways for the person that she loves yeah and often not being very successful at it just like rourke like you know you know and i i have to say like i was very excited because um she did i think four in that series suzanne enoch did and then there was like years and then without another one and then just a couple of years ago, she dropped the fifth one and I was so excited. Oh, I wow. like, nice. yeah, I was so excited. I like, you know, on Twitter, I said something on Twitter about it and she answered me back like, Oh, so glad nice. you're enjoying the series. And I'm like, yay. yay. I am. I really love that series. I wish she would write more, but you yeah. know, and not everybody could be like, yeah, not, like not everybody can be like Nora and have so many, right. you know, ghostwriters for them that they can do all this. Right. That they can do all this. <laughs> i'm I'm kidding nora no i'm kidding nora i know you don't have ghostwriters we did a whole podcast defending nora over the whole ghostwriter thing so i think we're i think we're safe we know you don't and then you know extremely excited to see the merch store has launched and uh yeah i mean you guys should all check that out um if you go on our website there's a link on our website um podcastanddeath.com there's a link there on the front page to the merch store um there's also a link in our bio on um instagram to the merch store so if you're on instagram you go to our bio and there's a link from there probably put one Um, on twitter yeah um (laughs) yeah i mean you know yeah so yeah everybody check out the merch store (laughs) 
I yeah, the merch. The um, merch is so great. <laughs> I think so, but you know, I mean, so last episode I failed to come up with a trivia question <laughs> for uh purity and that was a fail on my part um so i came up with one and so here's your new trivia question for uh purity uh, and the trivia question is what two teams were playing in jamie's video game i know i know i know jenna's <laughs> so oh, we played the baseball <laughs> yeah yeah and it's a it's i cite should I put that that in as the um, as the That's trivia question when the majority of the people that answer our trivia questions are out of the country and don't really pay attention to baseball? Good but, yeah, you know, good I mean, that's what makes it challenging, isn't that's it? That's what makes it challenging. <laughs> so they'll get it like, pretty quickly. Who are these teams? I don't know. Right? Yeah. I mean, they'll get it pretty quickly. Oh, look, the last episode was long. I get it. People do not understand how much I struggled just to get it down to two hours. Like I was like, I cannot make this any shorter. I can't. I I tried. This is why usually for patrons, if you're a patron on Patreon, one of the things, one of the perks is you get the uh, episode early if I get it done early. And um, now that I'm not working full time anymore, I felt like well, this is going to be easy. Like I'll, they'll constantly they'll get, you know, early episodes yeah. all the time. And then we come to this episode for purity. And I'm like, <laughs> I struggled up until, you know, for the, for yeah. three days trying to get that. Yeah. And I worked like, seriously, I could not, I was like, okay, I, okay. I can, I can maybe take out this one minute, one more minute here. Yeah. And maybe this, one more minute here. I listened to that thing all the way through for, I don't know how many times. Okay. I can take out this 30 seconds here and just to get it down to where it was, it was still like over like two hours. It was slightly over two hours. Yeah. But but then, you know, I get somebody like Hertz Linus books. who's like, yay, a two hour episode. I love those. (laughs) I'm like, yeah you know yeah we're long-winded guys we Uh, yeah it makes me feel better to hear that because i really conflicted uh, over putting out a two-hour episode yeah yeah but (laughs) our our listeners seem to like them so we'll keep doing it you know so um also i do want to i do want to mention and because jen and i talked about this earlier and and um I've had a couple of people mention it on our Instagram and things. Um, so recently I changed hosting companies for our podcast and it shouldn't have been a problem, but apparently it is. Um, so uh, I have to transfer all the files over to the new host and the old host who should have continued to have our old files stored you know, was like, screw you people for leaving us. And we're not going to give you access to those anymore. And so, um, so yeah, so I, I'm moving them all over. It's a slow process, but you may find that there are some of the older episodes that are not working 
I think somebody just recently sent me a message. This person, um, let me bring it up. Uh, Elena just sent me a message today saying, um, you know, hello, I recently discovered your podcast and love it. In death fan forever. Yay. We're happy about that. I started from the beginning and I'm having trouble accessing the pod um, for immortal in death. I've tried on your website and audible. And then later on, she said, actually can't, can't access episodes five through 22. Oh, that's a lot. So, so that's because I'm, you know, transferring over to this new host. And, and um, so I just have to, you know, make work a little bit faster on the transfer because I have to do one by one, you know, re-upload each, each individual one. And it takes a while. It's a pain, but um, I, we're only, I'm not going to go into why I'm doing it. I have, I have my reasons. Okay. People, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, so that's why you're not able to access older episodes right now. And I promise I will have those fixed as soon as I possibly can. Um, so yeah, I think that's it for podcast business. I think so. so next week, uh, Tara's not going to be with us. Sorry. It's fine. That's okay. oh, it's fine. Um, so Jen and I are going to do another Nora Roberts, uh, podcast, you know, kind of, mm-hmm. we're going to, Give you recommendations for Nora Roberts books that you uh, could read if you're an in-depth fan, but also our our favorites. Yeah. So, because obviously, if we like them, you'll like them, right? That's how right. it works, right? That's what yeah. we figure. Yeah. You know, it's fine. All right. So, um, I think that's it. In, unless you guys have anything else. Yeah. Um, if if you're still interested in watching. Killer Party, um, with the, um, which is the digital musical that I was part of, that is running through the 18th of July. The link is on my Instagram. That That's is um, Sunday as you're listening to this. So this will drop Saturday. So tomorrow. Yeah. You only have until tomorrow. You only have until tomorrow. So listen or watch today or tomorrow. It's only like an hour, an hour and 15 minutes. And I promise you, you will see at least at least one, if not many, of the children in the show on Broadway one day. And Sweet. where where can they find that again, so that they so know? It, you can find it on my Instagram. My Instagram is mm. um, Tara Nicole Corcoran. I am tagged every week in our episodes. Yeah, by, uh, and um, it's called Broadview Heights Spotlights. It's the name of the theater. So. <laughs> also, All if right. you can't find it, send me a message. I'll I'll help you out. <laughs> all right see support theater <laughs> yay yay support theater as we've said before we love our all of our theater people so yes support them please and you know i mean so now you know how to get in touch with tara you know how to get in touch with us you just look for podcast and death on instagram or facebook or twitter Send yep. us an email at show at podcastanddeath.com. Go to our website, especially if you want to find the merch store, podcastanddeath.com. Yep. Um, or call the number 205-476-2753. Uh, and you may win a prize. Who knows? Yeah. You will win a prize. I mean, I'll give you a prize if you call the number. Um, yeah. 
yeah maybe not if you're out now if you're out of the united states that's a whole different thing that we're trying to solve thing that's a whole that the shipping to other countries is insane so we can't really do that but um we'll figure something out we will figure something out for you if you're in another country and you call the number so um anyway so that's it um so until (laughs) next week this is aj this is Jen. Okay. <laughs> sorry. No, that's fine. I did it a little differently. I, I threw you off. I'm sorry. You did. I'm sorry. So let's do it again. So okay. for podcasts and death, this is AJ. I'm Jen. This is Tara. And we'll see you next week, guys. Bye, Bye. guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. It's okay. It's okay. No big deal. Have fun. Thank you for listening to Podcast in Death. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. Podcast in Death is hosted by Amy Ryan, Jen Terpstra, and Tara Corkery, and is edited and produced by Amy Ryan. The opinions expressed on this show are for entertainment purposes only, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the in-death fandom at large. Podcast in-death is not in any way affiliated with Nora Roberts, Berkeley, Penguin Publishing Group, or St. Martin's Press. Our theme song is Justice Never Sleeps by Cosmo and is available on Shutterstock.com. This episode and all of our previous episodes are available at podcastindeath.com. Have something to say? You can email us at show at podcastindeath.com or find us on social media by searching for Podcast in Death on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, you can call us and leave a message at 205-476-2753. That spells out 2054-ROARCH. Thanks again for listening. And in the immortal words of Brian Kelly, fucking slouch at you.